Now I love the, the hype lady. I love it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I, think, I think that's how God acts when he thinks about us. He's excited when we're operating just in his will. When he sees us just have that discussion, that hard discussion with an unbeliever, or when he told us to fast and we finally said okay after saying no two or three or four times, right? Or when we make those commitments, I think that's, that's, that's his response to us. Let me uh, just start this out by just affirming you guys. I feel so much love walking in this place. My goodness. I mean, I know I haven't met everybody, but just, just, just a few I met is an example of everybody. I want you to know you're blessed. Do you hear me? Yeah, you can pat yourself on the back and say thank the Lord for that. You can do that because, I mean, it just shows what God is doing in your life and what God is doing here at Hope Church. And I'm just honored to be here. I'm just me. I'm just me. And you love the total stranger just coming through the door. And my family, just watching them just grin and just be loved. This is a wonderful thing. Let me tell you, God has prepared your heart. I talked to many, many, many churches. And over the last couple of years, hundreds of churches. And I felt so many different things. And this right here, this has been rare. This has been rare. So you need to know that you're in the right place. You need to know that. I want to affirm that in you. You can give the Lord a hand for that. Because somebody said yes. Somebody said yes. And of course, she mentioned I, um, I'm the network director of Alpha, and I guess let's just get right into it. Can we get right into it? Now, this is supposed to be fun. You got to receive what God has for you because what he has for you is fun, right? It's fun. It's exciting. There's nothing boring about it. Nothing boring about it, except for when you're kind of reading numbers or something like that, right? But it's fun. It's exciting, and I want you to get something out of it, okay? Let's go to the first slide. You see that guy right there? That's me. That's me. He looks kind of polished, you know. I want to introduce you to the person that made that possible. My wife, she's here with me today, Regina Taylor. Yes, y'all can come on now. That's my wife. Love her. She made that happen. And I had another picture where you can see what I look like when she don't have her hands on me, and it was terrible. But that's God's grace right there. I got favor, y'all. I got favor. And, but I'm just, I'm the assistant network director of Alpha, but I'm making a transition to become the Alpha USA Hub Church coach. I'll be coaching churches all over the United States on how to do Alpha. And as she said, Alpha is, it's, it's a relationship builder, builder. That's what it's about. It's the front porch. That's what it is. And Alpha we say the Alpha course, but I want to introduce you to something different. Can you when, you, when you talk to people about Alpha, because I believe you guys already, you already have the Alpha spirit. And then she says something about a free bag. <laughs> Alpha is about free stuff. You get free food and you get free gifts and you get free love. And you get that it's free to feel belonged when, when they come to your church when you're doing Alpha or wherever you're doing Alpha. But the, the spirit is here. But what I want you to remember is that I'm just a man. I know I'm up on stage, but this stage does not represent who I am or where I am. I'm right there with you in your, in your seat. I'm a, I'm a coach. I'm a husband. I'm a, 
I'm a friend. You see my crazy friends? Crazy dudes. Crazy, especially the biker. He's something else. But he loved Jesus. I'm a pawpaw. She's over there. She's over there just giving all the love away right now. But I'm also a father. My son is here. I'm a friend. I'm a woodworker. I'm an ex-felon. Y'all didn't say, ooh. I like to, um, I'm a fisher, fisherman. I like to fish. Yeah, I like to read. I'm a reader. There's a lot of things to who I am. Who are you? Who are you? We're still talking about the Great Commission, the goal. That's what we're talking about today, the goal. Who are you? It's more than just the worship leader or the pastor or just someone in the youth department or just a member of the church. Who are you? Because there's more to you than sometimes we think about. You know, going into this message, I want you to identify that as we're, as we're talking today about this go, this command to go, to just be. And we're going to deal with a couple of things, right? We just read the scripture. We read the scripture. Do I need to read it again? Go to the next slide. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore. That's a command. It's not an option. It's a command. We want to be obedient. It's a command. If I tell my son to take out the trash and he kind of do it later, I tell him to take out the trash now and he decided to do it later, did he follow my command? Nah. And sometimes we do God like that because he told us to go and we see where we're supposed to go, what we're supposed to do, and we say, nah, they might think I'm crazy. But it's a command. He said, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe at all, all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. He said, behold, I am with you to the end of the age. What do you think about that? When you think about him being with you, do you think, when you think about him being with you, what is he saying? He's with me. He wants me to go and make disciples. And he's with me until the end. He's with me. That's big. And we're going to talk more about that, him being with us in these three things. And see, I, I, I like stuff like this. You go to the next uh, slide. It says, get ready, get set, and go. Get ready, get set, Go. I hope y'all taking notes or something. Take pictures or something because I want you to remember this because this is a good one, two, three step for you to use when you're doing this thing called discipleship. And I hope I'm, I ask God to just paint this picture perfect for you so you'll see it as clear as day what it looks like to get ready, get set, and go. And we're going to deal with these three things. Perspective of go, knowing your value, and understanding our purpose. Those three things to help us with our goal, okay? Let's go to the next slide. You see the next slide? That's usually the first thing that we think about when we hear go. 
Jesus and the disciples headed out in the desert, you know, that picture in our mind when we've been church so much, it's, it's a traditional go knock on doors. Hey, do you know Jesus? You know, I was raised up in Pentecostal. I don't know about any of you. Maybe you new to the church. I don't know. You maybe not had that experience. But we went knocking on doors. We had many doors slammed in our face. Yeah, that hurt a little bit, but they raised us to be tough. Go knock on the next door. Famous question. Famous question is, if you died today, where would you go? You know, I don't know. Most of them didn't care. I know when I came to Jesus, it wasn't even about if I was going to heaven or hell. I just wanted to know who this person was that everybody was telling me about. And I grew up in church and didn't know him. I didn't know who he was. I played Jesus. I was Jesus, y'all. I had hair, but I was Jesus. And I was, um, what was the famous line when Peter says, who do, whom do you say that I am? I love that. That was my role. <laughs> and I didn't even know who he was. As a teenager, I got saved as a teen. Got saved when I was 14, kind of troubled. And um, I don't even know why I got saved. I don't. I was sitting in a seat, just like you, young man, listening to a Old lady preaching. She was just, I mean, she, I don't even know how she, she was, I mean, barely walking, but she was preaching. She was preaching and I'm sitting in the back and I don't even know what she was preaching about, but she made an altar call and I tapped my brother who was faking and singing and all that. That's what this thing. He likes to show out. You know, we was young. I said, man, I'm going to give my life to Christ. He said, huh? <laughs> I said, man, I'm finna give my life to Christ. I got up. He said, me too. And I went and gave my life to Christ. I didn't even know who he was, but I was in the place and people were sharing with me. I had a good time enough because I was a shy kid enough to play Jesus in the play and hang out with the other cool kids that were uh, believers. I'm sure they knew more than I knew. It's, at least that's what I thought. But I was invited to the place, always, regardless if I thought I fit, fit in. And I gave my life to Christ. My brother gave his life to Christ. He stopped playing at that point, y'all. He used to show out because he could sing. I couldn't. But he gave his life at the same time I gave my life. And this is some of the things that we did when we thought about, we thought this is what we had to do. We did it. And sometimes people did come to Christ. He did. But for you today, I want to clear that out your mind. See, that was Jesus in his day. That was the guest in, in, in uh, what, Louis Vuitton. That was the, you know, that, that was it for them. That was in for that time. What does it say? Perspective. The next slide. It says, 1 Corinthians 9, 20 through 22. To the Jews, I became a Jew in order to win Jews. To those under the law I became as one under the law, though not being myself under the law, that I might win those under the law. To those outside of the law, I became as one outside the law, not being outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might win those outside the law. To the weak, I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that by all means, I might save some. What are we saying? 
becoming just like them. That's why I asked you the question, who are you? Do I have any golfers in the room? The, the, come on now, you cool. Golfers are cool. I just need to, I need to get out there and learn it myself. You know, we have any fishermen? Go to the next slide. Where are my shoppers at? All the women better raise your hand. All of y'all. Is that not who you are? Do you not enjoy that? Is that not a part of you? What about fitness? Who's into fitness? I want you to look at who you are. I want you to change that, your perspective from looking just from a church perspective, but who are you? What do you do day to day? My teachers, where my teachers at? Nobody teach? I was expecting to get a, get a grammar lesson after this. You're more than just the person at the church. You're the person who does the grocery shopping. So you spend a lot of time in the grocery store. So you've met people and seen people. Oh, I seen them last week passing by, whether it's the man or woman. You're the shopper. The many things. Who's the gamer? You like playing games. There it is right there. That's who you are. He said, go become. Become. There are a lot of gamers out there that don't know Jesus. There's a lot of women out there shopping and men out there shopping that don't know Jesus. And you, just the way that you are, the way you came to church, the way you go work out, the way that you look going and do these things, that, that's what he, when he said go, he said go. Go into these areas of your life. I need you to live out me in those areas. Just go. Just be you. That's all he wants you to do. He don't want you to be me. He don't want you to be anybody else but who he made you. Because one thing, two things for sure, I've been hearing it lately and I got to repeat it myself now. He said when he made man, he looked back and said it's good. Guess what he did when he made you? When you came into this world, he looked and said, it's good. So much so, he said, look, I know you think you flawed, but I'm going to perfect the work in you. Just trust me. But I need you to go. I need you to go into those areas in your life. I need you to do that. Go to the next slide. Get set. Knowing your value. Many times we don't do things because we don't believe. We don't hold value in ourselves. We don't believe we belong there. We don't believe that, that we hold favor in people's eyes, right? We, we judge ourselves more than God does. And we don't do things. And I want you to know a few things about yourself. The one, the one thing is he is in us. We talked about that. He's in us. Christ lives in us. What does that mean? 1 John 4 and 4 says, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So if your concern is about the, the challenges or something bad happening to you, I want you to go back and remember the scripture where, where he says, I send you out amongst wolves. I send you out amongst wolves. Sheep amongst wolves. Sheep's got shepherds. Did you get that? You always got your shepherd. But his intent for you is where, right where you are right now. You might not like the school you're in. You might not like the job that you're at. You might think it's a lot of chaos, but he placed you there for a reason as his child because he has a purpose. You hold value that you don't even realize. 
but we're going to talk about it a little bit. It says, he is, John 14 and 6, it says, he is the truth, the way, and the light. What does that mean? When you're in your setting, I'm going to say that. When you're in your setting, wherever that may be, <laughs> he is the truth. And through you, they find out the truth. It's not through arguments, but just the way that you live your life. They find out the truth. He is the way. He's inside of you. Just the way that you live your life, they find out that he is the way. Because sometimes they watch you go through that troublesome situation where this person done cut you off and, and went crazy and all that and maybe flipped you off and you chose peace. People don't do that today. Not even people in the church. That's probably the, if we can listen to prayers, Lord, forgive me for saying when they cut me off. But see, they see the way that you chose when dealing with an unruly boss or a bully in school or these other situations. And they get to see the way by the way that you live. It's not even as much as by what you say. Because I, many, many of my, my years I spent not ever telling anybody I was a Christian. I just lived out what I knew God wanted me to do. And many of those times, I didn't even pray for them in person. Let me pray for you. I, never, I didn't even do that. I prayed behind the scenes, but I just lived that out. People see him through your presence. They see the truth. They see the way. And they see the light. Things become clear just because you're in their presence. You need to know that. God made that possible. When you walk into a room, it's okay for you to say the truth, the way, and the light is right here. So I'm walking. God, I made a commitment. <laughs> you're here. You're in me. So this is what they need to see. I want to share an example with you. I was standing one day. My mind was in turmoil. I was really angry. I was, I mean, life just, it wasn't fair to me at that moment or what have you. And I'm sitting there thinking, and a guy was watching me from across the room, and he approached me. And when I looked up, he was in tears. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? You know, what did, what did I do? You know, I, I, I don't know. But he said, he said, Le David, I wish I had that peace that I see on you. I was in turmoil. What did he see, y'all? He saw Jesus. That's what people see in case you didn't know. That's what they see when they see you. They see him because just like you standing before God, we can't do it because we're imperfect. But when God see you, he sees his son. And this world sees the same thing. That's when you're walking in his peace. His peace is all over you. That's it. That's it. And 1 Corinthians 3, 6 through 7, he says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. I don't want you to put too much on yourself. You only got two responsibilities. I got two services, <laughs> one purpose, and one level. We all on the same level. And we're going to either water 
or we're going to plant. What does that mean? Live your life out. There's an increase. Just because when you say something to somebody, the change may not be immediate. It may not be immediate. But just know there's a change. Because every time you planters, you gardeners, I might need to talk to you after this because I want to grow my own food. When you plant a seed, how many times have you have to tell somebody, they ain't nothing over there. It must have died. It's growing. You got to plant the seed. It'll grow. It's going through its process. You water it. You still don't see anything. It's going through its process. They're going through their process. Your life is not in vain. They're encountering Jesus. They're seeing things through your life, and you've planted seeds just by giving them lunch. I want to share a story that uh, for a guy through Alpha. Uh, it was a young, young kid taking Alpha Youth, and he was going to school. And every day, it was just pressed upon him. He didn't say, God told me. He just seen this kid and gave this kid his lunch. He gave this kid his lunch for two weeks. Two months later, the kid came back and thanked him. You know why? He told him, he said, man, I was hungry. We didn't have no food in the house. My parents was getting into it. The kid was on the brink of committing suicide. And the thing that changed it was just that 14-year-old who knew Jesus and just gave him a lunch. He never said a word to him. He just gave him his lunch every day. talking about planting the seed and seeing the fruit. He just gave him the lunch. Know that God uses everything that you do. You're that important. You are. Let's go to the next slide. Go. Understanding our purpose. Understanding our purpose. And I'm almost done. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world, a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. You're the salt and you're the light of the earth. You're the salt, you're the light of the earth. I'm looking at the salt. One of the, one of the things that salt do is preserves the food. What is that? That's God's word. The way that you live your life, the world, you say, you ever heard the saying, some people say you're the only Bible that some people ever see? Yeah. And see, when they're looking at your life, they, people have said so many different things about God's word, but when they look at your life and see you're sustaining, they know what, the, they know what those other people were saying about you. They know what you were going through, but your life lets them know that God's word is true, that he takes care of his own, that he will always provide that your family, your seed will be blessed. That you will be the head and not the tail. That you will be an overcomer. God's word is true. And they see that through how you live your life. You're the salt. They need to see you. Just live your life out. You are the salt. Another thing, fertilizer. <laughs> fertilizer chokes weed. Salt chokes weeds. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I just decided to look it up. Fertilize, salt is a fertilizer. It chokes weeds. What is that? The lies of the devil. 
Because see, there are a lot of people around you that feel like they're, they're, they're not worth anything. They feel like nobody cares about them. I was talking to my son about a kid that uh, committed suicide because his father was beating him every day and he didn't feel like that he could get out. You got people around you that feel these things and the enemy is telling them these lies, telling them that you're worth nothing and you're never going to be anything and you, you're the salt that's going to choke out those lies. I'm going to tell you one of the things, thank you Lord, I'm going to tell you a testimony of a man called Angry Man in our Alpha group. This was my very first Alpha group. They called him Angry Man, yeah. And us as believers, we called him Angry Man because we figured that he was okay with Angry Man. That's just what we do, right? Didn't think nothing of it, but Angry Man got into our Alpha group, right? He came the first day. He just watched us, and we said all the sweet and loving things that after watching the first video, if God exists, you know, what would you ask him? You know, and we had all the sweet and loving stuff, and then we left. So the next week we come back, Angry Man looks excited. He's ready to say something. We excited. Angry Man want to talk. That second video must got him. So the volunteer, he said, you're all hypocrites. <laughs> you know, it's Christmas. Put him out. He's being disruptive. But in Alpha, you're not allowed to put him out. Not like that. Not like that. He just expressed himself. And the, and the volunteer said, Angry man, that's interesting. Why do you say that? Angry man said, y'all been watching me all week. You've been in the cafeteria with us, with me. You've been, we, we sleep in the same dorm. We've done all these things, walked the same halls, played bas same basketball court, and y'all haven't said not one word to me, let alone to each other. And now y'all back in here, and it's all praise the Lord and all this good stuff. And you know what the volunteer said? So... What do y'all think about what Anger Man said? We had to think about that. We couldn't cast it off in judgment on Angry Man. We had to think about what Angry Man said. And you know what happened after that? We changed. We changed. We did. And because of that, because we started acting like salt and light, Angry Man ended up giving his life to Christ. This was by the end of, our, end of our alpha group. Angry man gave his life to Christ. But we had to face that in our alpha group. And that's choking out lies. Angry man always felt like everybody hated him. And we treated him like everybody hated him. We start calling him the name that everybody that hated him called him. Angry man, not even thinking about it. But when we begin to live that salt, it choked out the lie. And angry man began to live. He was no longer called Angry Man. I think his name was Randy. It's, it's, it, but no, nobody knew. He was Angry Man for, what, five, six years that I had known him. Let me, go, let me go on. And it enhances the flavor of food. It enhances the lives of others. You know how many people are blessed just because they're around you? You know, how many people have you prayed for and come back and they're like, God answered my prayer. He was like, yeah, well, praise God. Their lives are better because of who you are, being the salt. And you already know what happens when salt, there's too much salt put on food, right? I often refer to that to when we become religious and we start giving them a whole bunch of stuff that we've learned about the Bible and stuff like that instead of just being natural, being just, just living out our life before them, loving on them, listening to them. 
It becomes too salty and people don't want to have anything to do with it. And it says to experience the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. There is no law against these things. They get to experience that. The fruit of the Spirit that lives inside of you. Don't you want them to experience that? When you're doing Alpha, that's what they're going to experience because that's what's going to flow out of you. And then you get to experience that through your other church members and that begins to grow. I want you to see this video. This is what we're closing on. Play the video.
What does y'all think about that? The worship team can go ahead and come up. Now is the time. What you see in Matthew 9, 35 through 38, Jesus looked out and he seen the people. He felt them. He had compassion for them. Because he seen that they were harassed. He seen that they were hurt. Could you relate to that? How many people do you think in your circle in the things that you do will have these kind of responses? I was reminded as I was going through this as a, as a Casting Crowns song says, uh, Jesus, friend of sinners, break my heart for what breaks yours. Is that your cry today? Do you want God to break your heart for what breaks his. He looked upon the crowd and he had compassion because he seen that they were hurting. He seen that they needed the love that he wanted to offer. He, they needed the peace. They needed the comfort. They need you. Now is the time. And the reason we talk about Alpha because Alpha helps the community Makes, make this outreach. If you go this side right here, evangelizing in a cultural way. That's why we talked about who you are and the things that you do. That's the way he wants you. He's not asking you to become something you're not. He's asking you to operate in who you are. The other is deepened reliance on the Holy Spirit through prayer. You pray for those people that you see even before you approach them. You pray for them because the outcome is not up to you. It's up to Jesus. And I came to confirm you when I walked through that door that he's in you. I felt it from the beginning. And I know a hurting heart out there is going to feel the same thing. The outcome is not up to you. Just do it. Just do it. It generates a leadership pipeline because those that come through your alpha, it's proven that 85% of the people that attend alpha and go through a full alpha, they become a part of the next one to serve, 
to just be a part of it, to hear about Jesus again, even if they don't give their offer. It develops an invitation engine. Do you think it's easier to invite people now? Now that you know that if you like to shop, you can, other women like to shop, you can invite them to come and shop with you and ask them questions. Just ask them questions. You know, how's life going? You know, how do you deal with that? Finding out more about them, asking them questions. And that becomes a habit of the whole church, the whole community. Everybody just invite. You can invite your friends to an alpha that's cool where they get something to eat. And they just, you just sit and have a conversation where you're not being judged or forced to a conclusion, but you, and they actually get to express themselves while we're back there praying, Jesus, help them out. And let them walk through that process and find Jesus on their own with you as they're hearing about the gospel. And last but not least, it unites the church around a common mission. Reaching souls for Christ, bringing them into a place that they belong, and then taking them on into discipleship. Because it's proven when they go through your alpha, they're ready for the next step. And that's when you can go deeper with Jesus. They become a part of the whole process, and then they invite people in, and it just becomes a thing. This is what we do. And we just love Jesus. At this time, I'm going to ask the prayer team to come up. Because first of all, if you don't know Jesus, the man that we've been talking about, this love and all this, he wants to give it to you and he wants to feel you. So now is your opportunity to be accepted in this home. This home. This is a beautiful place. I'm sure you already know if this is not your first time. But if it is, I know when you walked through the door, you felt it. Now is the time to give your life to him. Now is an opportunity. And for those who are in the faith, you ready to go deeper? Let's go deeper. Let's meet the challenge. Let's follow the command to go. Let's lay those fears on the altar right now that, that make you hesitant to speak to your neighbor. I know they look a little crazy, but if we seen some old pictures of you and kind of knew what you were thinking in the past before Jesus came in, right? I know I can say that. And I'm just glad somebody took a chance with me. Somebody said yes. So if you just want to go deeper and you want somebody to touch and agree with you right now, God, I just want to go deeper. God, I just, I want to speak to somebody I've never sp spoke to before. I want to be able to invite somebody to just a, a comfortable setting to just meet the people that loves on me. God, I want my yes to be a yes for real. I want to go deeper. I invite you to the altar, for, altar to get prayer for somebody to just touch and agree with you right now. Just touch and agree with you. Thank you, Jesus. I tell you what, close in prayer. I'm going to pray over you. I want to speak a blessing over your life. 
I want to see God do some things in you. I want to hear the stories because they come back. I got a lot of stories. And through your alpha, through your engagement, through this journey, you've been walking on God's relationship with Christ, being the light. And now we're talking about go. It's time to go. It's time to reach. Holy Spirit, come. Not as if you're not already here, but we're saying yes to whatever you want to do in our life right now, God. We're welcoming you into those rooms, God, you want to walk into our life right now to bring about the change, God, that you want to see in our life, Father. Holy Spirit, come. We want to thank you for the courage. We want to thank you for the peace, God. We want to thank you for the strength that you're providing your people to make that next step, God. We want to thank you for the sense of urgency to meet someone new. We want to thank you just for the willing heart to say yes and to go, God. And Father, be with your people. Be, be with every youth that's in this room, God. There's so much pain in our schools, God, and they're here listening to your word, Father. And somewhere they've said, yes, God. You've planted a seed in them, God. We ask you, God, to strengthen them May your spirit be with them as they walk back into the schools after spring break to be an encouragement and be a light, God. Father, we know that you're going to use us in every area of our life, Father. We want to thank you tonight. And if we missed anything, God, we know you haven't. We give you all the praise and we give you all the honor. We give you all the glory, God, as we submit our will to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.